And now, get ready. For the podcast no one saw coming, it's four phonies talking titans. Host Ron Day, Corey, Ricky, and last but not least, Tori. It's four phonies talking titans. Welcome to Four Phonies Talking Titans. And guess what, y'all? We got all four phonies in here tonight. What up, fellas? What up? What up, what up, what up? What's up? What's up? It's like a fan reunion. It's been a long time since we all been back together. Yeah, yeah. We had we had like like was last week, a couple weeks ago, we had like little individual reunions. Tap 40 was up here in Charlotte visiting me. Ricky and Corey, they were out there on the golf course for the Byron Motley tournament, uh, doing their thing out there hot. Both places was hot that weekend, but we managed and we pushed through. You know, now we got all four of us back here on our podcast. Yes, sir. Good to be back, guys. Good to see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. I think I got you, you sound like Brady. You sound like Fred Sanford over there. <laughs> Well, it's been a long time. I got to get my vocal cords straight now. About halfway through the show, we be back. Be that's back. what that's what training camp for. Get them vocals right. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. What's hey, up? I'm glad you said that, Tori. Training camp, fellas. This is the first week in past this week. Last week, training camp kicked off in the NFL. Man, are y'all are y'all as excited as I am for just football to be back like this? Yeah, man. I, I, you know, the local sports station, I haven't turned the dial. You know, I've been locked in, you know, going to the gym, locked in on my way, on my way back. I'm just, hey, I've been looking forward to this, man. And I'm excited about, you know, what, what we have in store for these Titans. Yes, sir. Man, what, what a product that the NFL has and, and college football, too. But, man, I'm so excited. And it just kind of, you know, we were quiet as a as a show, kind of put some stuff out there, but but now bam, everything all at once. We got training camp, we got all kinds of stuff going on. I can't wait to talk about it. We right. got Hall of Fame games tomorrow night, too. So, you know, we got some action going on. Right, right. We, we hit yeah. the ground running. I'm excited for the Titans. If you didn't know, I ain't felt this good in a long time. <laughs> yeah, Tori, you you also like you you really into it because you're out there coaching your your Rockville Middle. Yeah, you're out there in that heat with those boys. How's that out there? It's going well so far. You know, uh, we ain't started the season yet. We just practicing hard. Kids got the big head because we performed well Saturday, and we've had two bad days of practice. So <laughs> we got a scrimmage tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, this okay. this is this is the time, you know, when everything's kicking off. I kind of miss my days of coaching middle school youth football. I miss it. I miss it. Then I think about it, man. I'm sitting watching TV after work instead of getting water together, <laughs> going to pick up kids. I love the kids, but dealing with them parents sometimes that 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 <laughs> problem. That was the problem. I bet. Yeah, yeah. It's you and Tori, y'all had such a a great coaching record. I mean, every every time I know I saw you guys coaching in a championship game. I was actually on the other sideline, trying to be an inspirational talker to, to those guys. But <laughs> since then, with Tay with the with the little league, 
I think every every time every season you coached, y'all either played in the championship or won it. So I see why you would miss it because that's a lot of winning to just go to sitting on the couch after, after that's work. A, that's a lot of true, winning, you know. I, I just sit back and enjoy. You know, we you know we like to. You know, we me and Tori, we we kind of ran Rutherford County at the time when we were coaching together. You know, <laughs> what was what were we like twenty five and two in three years? What? Man, I looked over there. Two the championships, Rick, Rick. I looked on the sidelines. Yeah. I see both them brothers over there, the big dudes, man. They had the dark colors on. I was, man, this looked like Bethune Cookman College over there. <laughs> 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 I look like some throwbacks, some old HBCU oh, cats man. over there, man. They had them boys playing, boy. Yeah, they had them right, man. <laughs> they did. We're going to move on to, you know, Titans talk, you know, right now. He's no longer on our team, but he popped back up this week. AJ, he says... <laughs> Everybody else got their money. He's the only one that got traded. Uh, when is he going to leave it alone and let it go? You got paid. You got to go where you wanted to go. We could have shipped you to uh, anywhere. We could have shipped you to the Jaguars. We could have shipped you anywhere to the Jets or something. But you got yeah. to go to Philly. You got to basically pick where you wanted to go, and you got $25 million a year. What y'all thought on that tweet? I think the more Traylon, Traylon, is that how you say his name, gets better in camp, the more we're going to hear from AJ. AJ is that type of person that he's meant, he has issues that he has to work. He's sensitive to the media. He has yeah, rabbit ears. Right. He responds to any and everything. And he is in the wrong city now to do that. More power to him. I was the biggest AJ Brown fan when he was here. Right. Now that he's gone and we saw his true colors, more power to him. We wish him well, except when he plays the Titans. <laughs> with you, with you. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. It, it, I don't know if he still want to be here, whether or not he want to be here. You know, it's hard to say. You know, it's so many stories still going around after the tweets that, you know, they basically priced themselves out of staying here and, and avoided coaching staffs and things like that so you know it's just tough man and if that's the case just go ahead man go about your business and and just focus on 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 where you're at you know you don't have to it, it seemed like like you said I don't even think it's just Burks I think it's the team in general you know if the team do well he's gonna you know he's gonna respond a certain way regardless because once again like you said he's his eyes and his the rabbit ears are still here in Tennessee, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I, I agree. Sensitive guy, you know. I don't, I don't know how it is to have that Twitter button at your disposal <laughs> for every emotion that you feel. You can just put something out there to the whole world to see in an instant. Uh, I didn't live with that kind of pressure coming up with different emotions that happen, but we, we're, we're, we're seeing it. I mean, the tweet wasn't horrible. Kind of make you think, yeah, maybe some truth to it. But the, right. the situation yeah. as far as the money and who we have to pay and who we want to keep, you know, you got a quarterback you, you're paying. You got a big-time running back. You got Very Jeff big Jeff coming up. You know, he may feel like, well, he, technically they could have did it, and technically they could have. But for the better, betterment of the team and what this team needs, 
hey, we had to make the move. I, I think the, the organization loved him. He was great while he was here. And I think mm-hmm. that's why they worked with him on getting him where he wanted, you know, where he ultimately landed and the deal he got. Can't nobody be mad at, at the deal he got. So he's a blessed young right. man. <laughs> we'll see how his football career goes from this f- point forward. But uh, and either it, way, he's got, you know, generational wealth. And, and, it's, a de- and it's a deal to where he, he's able to get another deal as long as he performs, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. a super long deal, but uh, it was something that I just wanted to look at. You know, I just always say AJ wasn't the focal point of the offense. Derrick Henry's the focal point of the offense. We're not a pass first, but I just thought, okay, question y'all, which, you know, Christian Kirk, really set the market. That's what everybody said when he got the 17 million from the Jaguars, he set the market. Mm-hmm. Now, from the eyeball test, I'm pretty sure all of y'all are going to pick AJ Brown over Christian Kirk, correct? Absolutely. So, I, I just decided I'm gonna, I'm going to dig into some stats between last year AJ versus Kirk. Kirk had 77 catches last year, not being the number one, sometimes being the number three at Arizona. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, he may have been the number one late in the season once Hopkins was gone. A.J. Green was still there. Really not the number one. A.J. AJ Brown, number one receiver, 63 catches. So I'm thinking, okay, Arizona they must roll the ball way more than the Titans do. Arizona throws the ball 34 times a game. Titans throw it 31 times a game. <laughs> I love this. It's just, it's just, yeah. And what Corey always said last year before the season started, AJ's going to come up gimpy, nicked up. He misses games. It's hard to, it was hard. It was just hard for J Rob to make, pull that trigger and pay him if he, yeah. if he wasn't going to play 17 games. Yeah. But, you know, we going to move on, you know, wishing AJ good luck, like Tori said, and until he played the Titans and, and we going to ball out on him. It's time for a little Titans therapy. Blood clot global. It's time for. Titans therapy. Let's go, fellas. You know, one thing that I like, and we talked about the depth on this team that we got this year. Y'all, this is this has got to be, you know, I know it's training camp, it's OT, it's, it's, it's you know, nothing set in stone. This has got to be one of the deepest teams that the Titans have had in a real long time. My memory is, is it's got to be the deepest team, you know, like receiver. We battling, we got like eight, nine guys battling for spots. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, we got guys battling for spots and, and we got good backups. Defensive line, we got good backups out there. Linebacker, we got good backups. Corner, we're deep. You know, I told y'all, you know, I made like Buster retired. We were so deep. We didn't have to go searching for somebody off the streets. 
mm-hmm. to replace him. What do y'all think True. about this depth on this team this year? I like the depth. Um, I do, like you said, we're, we're, we're young and we'll get to that later. But across the board, you know, defense, I like the depth. I don't know about inside linebacker. That kind of worries me with uh, Monty Rice being out. And um, I think even the the those positions on the O-line at right tackle and, and left guard, those two positions are probably the most concerning to me as for depth. But aside from that, I mean, like you said, receiver, corner, the way Roger has stepped up, you know, it, it the depth looks really good. And right now, um, it, the, the competition that, that we're hearing coming out of there mm-hmm. is, is really good. So the depth, the competition, you know, because everybody want to get better. Everybody want to play. And it seems like it's going to be hard when it comes down to try to make that 53. Right. So it's just making it's making every practice and everything extremely competitive. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm already excited about the D line anyway. And then you've got guys that we hadn't seen play yet, like the Walker guy that's here. And you hear the chatter coming out of practice that he's going to be on the field somewhere in a rotation. That lets me know he's out there being a man. Uh, And I love the fact that we're not even talking about Zach Cunningham. He's just kind (laughs) of, you know, doing his thing, leading that defense, but we're not even hearing about him. We're not talking about him much. But he's a dog, and he, you know, he he's gonna do what he always does. Um, the depth there. Uh, one thing I keep thinking about as far as depth is, for some reason, going into this season, I don't, I don't want to jinx this, but I think the the quarterback position. You know, Tannehill hadn't come off the field. I don't, I can't remember him ever coming off the field for a hurt down or series or anything. He hadn't been hurt. He hadn't got nicked up realistically how how long can we expect that to happen especially <laughs> when we got questions at o-line especially we got unproven guys at o-line i mean any, anybody can get beat anybody can get hurt but if anybody's due to come out the game if anybody's due uh an injury and i don't want to jinx my man because i think he's set to have a tremendous season i'm really thinking about who steps in that in there and plays if Tannehill goes down but that i mean we can talk about that later but yeah, as far yeah. as a depth conversation I think about some of the people that we've never had to see come out of the game before because it's just, and, and, and with that, and with that, um, you know, if your starting quarterback goes down, it's like any, on any team, you really don't want to see the second. You may like, <laughs> you may like him, you may like him during the preseason, but you really don't want to see him play during the season. You don't want to see him play, but it puts Titans fans in a weird space because we've got this kid we just drafted and we hope that he becomes and develops into a, into a superstar. He definitely has some attributes that would, that would say so, but he's not ready yet. Right. Right. But, and and we know what we have as far as a, a a second string quarterback uh, Woodside, you know, we know what he does. Well, we know how, why he's stuck around this organization as long as he has, but in the, in the heat of the, I mean, of course he would be the first choice early on, but at, wouldn't it be pressure if, if Tannehill goes down? Who's your who? Who's coming in? It's gonna be <laughs> this year. It would be Woodside. I, that's I, what I, we think. I, 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 well, yeah, that's what that's it. That's my opinion. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. Too. Yeah, 
Yeah, but this year it would be Woodside that would, I would think, you know, as of right now, I, you know, we things could change during the preseason, but as of right now, today, it would be Woodside. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and we would be waiting, you know, if something was to happen, we would see if somebody gets cut or something like that. So that's, you know, it's, it, it, we would probably be in the same situation as we were last year when Henry got hurt. We were we were searching the streets. <laughs> Not to take us down that. I already took you down that rabbit hole. I didn't really want to go there. But we, we have. Tr- it is exciting looking at the depth. Uh, we hadn't had this this kind of roster, in my opinion, in, in quite a while. I think it goes to the J-Rob and coach and building over several years. Um, I mean, look, and I think you pointed this out the other day, Tay, about the pick with uh, McCrary and, and being able to make that pick up that second round draft pick with the AJ trade and picking a corner. Right. Which we're like, right. what? Corner? Well, yeah. Corner. I, was like, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And now looking back, you got a corner that retired that was probably going to be depending on to play a lot of snaps somewhere on the defense or the rotation, at least at nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, we're not out on the streets bringing in doggone jackrat <laughs> or somebody, you know, in that part. Right, right. Or, or that old corner we brought in a couple of years. What's that old oh, man? man? Nah, Joseph. Joseph. And we're probably 15 years younger uh, at our starters than Joseph. Yeah, that was, that was just, <laughs> probably right. Jay Rob probably about my age, man. And, and we got them kids out there starting right now. J Rob yeah. learned from that. Tori, what's your what's your angle on the depth that we have? The depth is great. I believe that's been a plan for John Robinson, you know, for the years when he first came into the organization. And he's finally getting it close to where he wants it he's real close to having that debt where we don't hit a panic button when somebody retires somebody gets hurt and that competition in camp breeds success you can't beat it it's that old school recipe you know you come to work every day with your lunch box blue collar attitude let's get after it because what they do yesterday they went one-on-ones mm-hmm. ones versus on defense ones versus on offense and they getting after it because it's camp right. Right. And, and that's going to make you tough, you know, and mm-hmm. I tell the kids every day in practice, I say, y'all not built for it tough. Y'all peel very <laughs> soft. So Fravel <laughs> <laughs> and Robinson got a game plan. They, they got the recipe. There's no secret to being good. Hard work, success. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So next thing, um, you know, camp is it's early. Who who's some guys that you know that have impressed you early that you may not have you know you didn't think you wasn't really they may not have been on your radar maybe they were slightly on your radar or something but somebody that has impressed you early in camp. Tori, I, I'll say Kyle Phillips, Mister Shake and Bake himself. He got a little shake in him. He looked like he can be a punt returner for us. Be a nice little slot third down receiver. Get in there, make some people miss, make something happen. May even put him back there on on kickoff return. You know, uh, we need some guy got some wiggle in the hips and look like he has that. Right. I, I've been impressed yeah. with Mr. Phillips so far. Okay. I gotta go I ahead want- and say trailing. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I no, go, go right here? Yeah. Tra- trailing Burks 
from being so criticized, being so uh, not being able to get through practice and all that and making national headlines with, with that whole thing, the way he took that on and came back and been balling out since mm-hmm. then, you got to you got to say something about him. And when we see these clips of him, you know, I, I love his aggression, his competitiveness. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen the kid play a lot. You know, I, I, did, I hadn't seen a lot of film on him. I just seen some of the highlights, you know, from draft and all that. But but seeing how physical he is and even if you know, some people saying he's pushing off or he's too physical, his hands to the foul. Mm-hmm. You can coach that out. You know, you can coach some aggression out rather than trying to coach aggression in. So that stuff can be corrected. But what I'm seeing out of him, the big hands, how he catches the football, how he uses his body, uh, coming back to the ball. I have, I have to say something about him going, being in shape, coming in and, and doing what he's doing, making us feel a whole lot better about that, you know, about him actually being on the field. Yeah, you know, and to that point, when we did the live show the other night, I I, <laughs> I think I said we were going to kind of slow walk Burks on the power hour. Yeah. We're not. We can't. He, the way he showed up, I mean, that, I mean, not to put the cart before the horse, but he looked like he's going to step right in, be that one, that two, you know, and, and because I think they're even playing in what Stricker at the X or whatever. So, hey, I, I think he's going to step right in and, and be available day one out there with, with, with the number ones, you know, because. Yeah, I definitely take that back about slow walking because you can't, <laughs> you you can't. But um, one person I'm really impressed with just for being available and just showing what he has shown since tearing his ACL is Robert Woods. Right. I mean, just him, like I said, being available and being there for the young receivers and coaching them up. I mean, you right. can see he was mic'd up the other day. And you can tell he's a coach on the field. You know, he's an extension of, of, of the wide receiver coach. So just him being available there with those young guys and getting out there and showing a little something. You know, he went up the other day, made a catch and came down, you know, on his on, on his knee, you know, came down on that leg and just looked smooth with it. So even with him just being available and, you know, being out there more than likely Week one is just awesome. And I, I'm very, 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 you know, excited about seeing what he's going to do. Um, and and I, I was just going to say, no, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the other name because I know Tay is. Um, and, but I, yeah, go ahead. Who am I, gonna say? I don't know who I'm going to say. <laughs> I was, I was your gonna... boy from last year, you, Rashad Weaver. Uh, a lot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, it wasn't gonna be my first one, but I did hear some stuff today about him. Yeah. Since you since you put Weaver out there, you know he's kind of one of those forgotten guys because he got injured. Another young guy that'll be in the rotation. Um, from what I heard, uh, Coach Mack today said that he he's just a long, nasty, nasty guy. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you kind of you like that on that on that edge like that. You like that. Yeah. But I I was gonna start with McCrary. I was gonna yeah. start with, I was gonna start with him, man. He that absolutely dude, he battles. You know, of course they talk about he got short arms, but when <laughs> when you in somebody's hip pocket on the pass, them short arms don't really matter. 
too much, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I like the way he's battling. Um, man, of course, Chig, man, Chig, oh, Chig, he, yeah. Chig, Chig looked like he's going to be something special. He, he looked like he's going to be special at that tight end position. I like, I like that. Um, I even like, you know, it was the guy that, you know, I didn't even realize he was, I didn't know if he was still in the league or not, but we picked him up. Josh Malone, when we picked him up, I thought, ah, this is just a mm, roster yeah. filler kind of guy. But man, he's mm-hmm. out there. He's out there balling. He's out, he's yeah. out there. He's out there trying to make the roster. This is, this is looking, you know, he, he balled at UT, but this looks like that high school Josh Malone that was, that was like all American type, you know. So <laughs> those those yeah. guys are balling. Yeah. Seems like, man, when I look at McCrary compete, how he's, you know, it, it seems like these guys were starting to see that effect of the specialty player and that whole 707 thing. And I think, I mean, it seems like the receivers are having more success early around the league, not just for us, but just yeah, the younger right. guys are step coming right in and, and 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 setting it on fire. And it seems to me, it seems like, well, I don't know, but I was thinking about it. Is that a is that a, a byproduct of the whole seven on seven specialty movement? I mean, these guys on highlight tapes all over the country making you know running routes studying routes and then they get to do it in front of people and against competition and it seems like that's a huge thing now the one-on-one aspect of it just the 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 route combination or the route nuances and how you get somebody to turn their hips and then bam you the other way you know that whole thing i know it's nothing new but it seems like the more that with the quarterback play and that's even with quarterback play now it just seems like that whole thing is transferring over to real football now and this is these guys are the generation that's you know traveling all over the country they they kind of know each other you know they kind of know the skill set of the other other (laughs) player that they're lined up against and and they may know more about this receiver that they're up against this week or a group of receivers more than ever you know they might have played on the same teams against each other but that's that's kind of going back to you know, when we played, y'all had y'all went to passing camp. Where it, ain't, ain't that wasn't that like seven on seven? Yeah, it was. But it but was. y'all think about it. Y'all went to passing camp, did all of that, and then when the season came, you handed the ball off. <laughs> <laughs> you handed the ball. You handed right. the ball off. But these guys are in, like you said, they're incorporating that passing seven on seven into the game. They're they're doing that in the game. That that quick pass and get that ball out of there, you know. Yeah, so. and, and we're seeing it in offenses, you know. Right. Our offense isn't like that yet. To not yet, it. but but, but that, eventually that it'll be, it will be there eventually. If we, if we lose King Henry, we'll probably change down the road. But back to what Corey was saying, yeah. we played in the Jamboree this past weekend, and teams were in that four wides, one back set. That's all they was doing. We had we we do that a lot, but we also get in that eye formation. And one coach said to me after the game, he's like, "People still can run the eye, can't they? You know, they, that's not <laughs> normal. It's, 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 it's not a normal thing anymore." Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. so teams are passing that ball like Corey said in seven on seven and implementing it to their offense. 
Right. Y'all, any, anybody got anybody else that has impressed them so far, this training camp kind of stepping up? Man, Kevin Byard is always is, is leading. You know, I just heard yeah. some comments he made. Uh, maybe oh. one of his guys got one of the younger corners got beat for a touchdown, and he just he 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 talks about how he, he stays on guys. You know, I think yeah. it was I think he was talking about Farley on that. Yeah, one. he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which Byard. has been impressive himself. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Byard is definitely a leader back there. Uh, just. Just love that dude, man. You know, the way he balls out, man. He maximizes his talent and and just coaching. He's a he's a second coach out there. Gotta give it, you know, I like uh the approach Jeffrey Simmons has had this this camp too. Just not talking about the contract stuff, still showing up, right? Still out there every day, not being a distraction. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he'll get his money. He, he yeah, exactly. He's He's letting he's got an agent. He's letting his agent handle it. Uh, ain't no use in getting it in the media, talking about it. it it's about football. It's, mm-hmm. it's about football. So we're going to move on. Tannehill. It's a lot of talk about yeah. how much vocal Tannehill is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you know, after the, after the game, the playoff loss, you know, we talked about Tanny Hill. You know, then it was where is Tanny Hill? <laughs> you know, why come Tanny Hill's yeah. not saying anything? You know, but you know, it seems like he was getting himself mentally over the Bengals loss through yeah. that through therapy. So, you know. Y'all enjoying hearing that Tanny Hill's out there focal right now. Uh, no interceptions. So when we were talking about him, you know, um, who's impressed us, I, I think he definitely has as well. And like you say, him being vocal, being accountable, he's already, you know, made the speech and everything. But you can look at it, you know, just once again, just from the highlights and everything, he just looks comfortable and he look, look look like he has command of the team or the offense you know what I'm saying it, it's it seemed like he's trusting those guys and they're trusting him so you know big ups to him because the way the season ended and everything like that just for him the way he has stepped up thus far and like you said coming out of camps so far they're saying no interceptions and I was huge on that last year he had that was you know heard a lot of that and I don't know how it'll affect him you know during the season this year but just hearing that is it, pretty awesome you know and, and I, I, I'm loving the leadership right now Tor well I should have mentioned this earlier when we was talking about the depth of the team we also have depth on the coaching staff We have a passing game coordinator that's helping Ryan Tannehill to be flawless so far this young training camp season. Correct. So if this can continue, if if we have anything like make progress like the defense did last season with with an extra defensive coach on that side of the ball, now we got an extra offensive coach in our passing game because we've been struggling with that. Sky's the limit. 
it's going to be a great season. Tim Kelly, he's been the one that's stepping up with Ryan <laughs> right. Tannehill. Right. Yeah. right. In my mind, in my mind, Bobby Trees came to Tannehill like, look, man, you got a lot of young guys. You know, I'm, I'm I, you know, I know we, we this is what we do, but you got a lot of young guys. You're gonna have to tell these guys when somebody not in the right place and you're just kind of letting it pass and getting at no, you got to instruct these guys. You got to Peyton man in these guys, you know, they're gonna respect that. This is what we respond to, this is how we get better. You got to be more vocal, man. You got to, mm-hmm. when something's not perfect, you got, you have to yeah. correct us. Don't wait on the coach. Don't wait on the meeting. Correct it right then, right there on the field, man. <laughs> That's what Bobby Trees said. He said it in my mind. That's he brought that leadership to that, to that room, to, to Brian Tannehill. But in all seriousness, when I, when I seen him in a um, press conference and he was just talking about some of the things that got to clean up, you could tell, that he was being a little different than before. You could just, he, he didn't say these things or, and he didn't go into depth about, about some of the issue, you know, some of the uh, mistakes or the mental lapses that were made. And it's like, it's almost like he fell on the sword uh, last season. He know what he did wrong, but he probably had a lot that was against, you know, working against him. We know he had fill in players and all that stuff, but I looked at it like, man, if I fall on the sword like this this year, I'm not, you know, I got guys got to at least run the right route, you know, right routes, had the right checks. We got to be seeing the same thing, and uh, and that's the, the I'm happy to happy to see that. And I heard one of these other guys, one of these talk radio guys, make an observation that he's being more vocal. He he downplayed it uh, when the question came up, but everybody can see it and. Make more power to it. I think I think it'll work well. And we hadn't had really had that a lot. You know, Marcus wasn't like that, really. No. Not not no. out of the front, you know, might have whispered it to somebody. <laughs> when the cameras went on him, he might say, Hey man, you might want to run the curl. <laughs> hey, can I, can I ask a question real quick? Um, so last year training camp, do y'all remember? Whether or not Julio and AJ was available for training camp, who knows? Julio was not. Julio was not. Okay, uh, no. you absolutely right, Tour. Yeah. And how about? And you think about the tight end position not being solidified. For uh, so, first girl was hurt. Oh, he was so hurt. He in the, really, what? he was hurt in the, so, in the pre. In the he didn't. He didn't really. He didn't start the season. Um. He didn't start the season. He came like three games in or something. So he my point tight is, end you. but he 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 got hurt. I guess he got hurt in training camp that he didn't start. He wasn't uh, he wasn't starting the first game. But my point is to Tannehill feeling more comfortable and being more vocal is because he has his guys there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The the yeah. people that he planned on starting the season with mm-hmm. are available. Right. Um, he's been throwing he, with some of them on the side, you know, aside from practice, you know, even Hooper, the tight end, yeah. you know, so that he, I think he just feels a lot more comfortable. And like you said earlier, Corey, this may be a big deal for our boy. You mentioned, you mentioned yep. Hooper. That, that is a huge addition for uh, Tannehill there, you know, mm-hmm. to have that outlet of the, of the tight end that, can actually, you know, catch and and make something happen after the catch. That's mm-hmm. that's going to help him out tremendously. 
uh, this year. You know, you know, I was, I blame, blame Tannehill for the turnovers. Yeah, he had the turnovers. Yeah, but I, I looked at his percentage. Um, his passing percentage, he was like sixty-seven percent passing, which was better than the year before. But he just had turnovers at the, at the wrong time. Crucial and, turnovers. And yeah. it was, you know, it was games that he, you know. Still went 12 and 5, but he had games where he had the multiple turnovers. That that was mm-hmm. the killer. It was the multiple turnovers in games. Man, you know what I think? While we were just talking, I thought about this. Think about a Julio Jones coming to your team and you're the quarterback. You, you're <laughs> a quarterback that a lot of people think are inadequate. Some people say you're good, but you've got a proven Hall of Famer coming to your team which looks like a very good thing, but he's not on the field. When you ask that question, was he available in training camp? No. And I remember that now because we were like, are, are you concerned? Are you concerned that he's not getting the reps or getting the timing with Julio? Mm-hmm. And I was always mm-hmm. like, no, no, he's, you know, he's a pro bowler. They'll, they'll figure that part out. No, no, no. But man, you remove a presence as big as a Julio Jones and a personality is <sighs> remove AJ. Remove both of those pieces out, and you're looking like, oh, damn, who's going to catch the ball? Insert a young guy that, that seems as modest and meek, but he's kind of got, you know, he get out there on the field, and you see what he's working with. Then you got young another young guy who's something you never really had, another little weapon, little Phillips that could be. Then you got an upgrade all the way around and tight end. You got a proven yeah. vetted hooper. Then you got this athletic tight end as as chick you got a whole lot of new things you got man so so now you the quarterback why not now you got to take control hey we got to win this is got what we need so so it's almost like Tannehill knows that his time is you know all eyes on him pressure's on him it's it's a it's one of those basically kind of in a contract year not you know it it, it's a kind of do we release him after this year or do we bring him back after this year? Kind of he's, he's auditioning. He's in audition <laughs> mode right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in audition mode. You know, you got all those weapons, you know, you got Woods as a vet that's coming off the injury. That's got something to prove NWI. He's now the number two receiver right now. Um, he's got something to prove. Uh, you know, some of the blame went to him that he didn't run a good route. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he worked on his route running in the offseason. Yeah. And you still got Derrick Henry behind you. <laughs> got, he got right. something to prove, too. He, he do. do. He want that rush title. He got something to prove. So let's Let's move on. And, you know, we're going to talk about something different. You know, we could have talked about the battles on the offensive line. We could have talked about the DB battles, the receiver battles. But let's talk about this youth movement that the Titans have. This has got to be one of the teams that I, I can't remember where we had this many players that are going to contribute that have three years or less in experience, you know, mm-hmm. 
you forget, like, think about it, Fulton, just this third year. Yep. You know, McCree, rookie, Farley, second year. Jackson, I think Jack Chris Jackson, just his third year. Molding. Molding second, second year. year. DB, you got the receivers are young. You know, Phillips a rookie. McMath second year. Dez second year. Yep. Yep. Man, it's it's a it's a young team and, and it's kind of mixed together well with the vets. Yes, sir. You know, yeah. it's mixed together well, but we want to talk about some of these young guys that are con- going to contribute, man. I, how do y'all feel about the team kind of making a little youth movement in some in some critical positions like starting? When you draft well, when you when you draft well and you have a good team, you know, uh, well, yeah, about drafting well because if you are good, you're drafting late most of the time and you got to make sure those picks hit. So I think, you know, that that's going back to John Robinson and Vrabel, you know, making those decisions on who they want. And, and one thing I think, and it may be going on across the league is getting these young players. And when they hit, you know, those big contracts don't come into play either. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one of their main goals. You know, they're always going to try to hit on a pick. But if you – that I think that's part of the reason why you can pay uh, Landry, you can pay Dupree, and then eventually uh, Simmons. Because if you draft well, you got them jokers and them rookie, rookie contracts contributing, mm-hmm. then it's all gravy, you know, at that point. So big right. ups to, to John Robinson, man. Well, another thing that's helping us too, the youth movement is – the injuries that we received last year and these guys had to play. So even though they are in their second and third year, not too many guys get to play that early in the league and gain experience. So now that's what helps us because we had so many injuries and they got that experience. So now we look like we are really older than what we are Mm -hmm. with experience. Right. No doubt. No doubt. I think it, it, it says something about the development that these guys get when they get here, too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we always think about when I think about development with the Titans, I always think about that one image of uh, Vrabel out there moving around, showing guys different techniques and stuff from his position that he coaches or likes to you know help with. But all the way around, man, this coaching staff is, is has, has shown that they're developing guys. They got guys. You think about a two-year tart. You know he's oh, coming yeah. into this season with a lot less question marks than than he had. He he's had some. Uh, I think he's stayed as far as in shape and doing a lot of the same all the same things he was doing when we were all talking about him last year. Um, but like a you know like a like the Weaver keeps coming up. Weaver, he's gonna be a monster, man. I I, I you know when he when he sacked the quarterback in the preseason last season. We hadn't really seen any sacks around here in a long time when he done that. And I think he had two and some pressures. You know, he had a great game. Yeah, he did. game. So it was like, wow, who is this dude? Oh, we know who he is. We drafted him. He's a rookie. Oh, man, we finally touched the quarterback because the year before we hadn't we didn't have sacks. Right. <laughs> Very little few sacks that year before. So I uh, just excited to see him back on the field, work his way back. Well, I mean, working back from injury. 
and getting pairing those guys up. It seems like they do a good job of pairing guys up with maybe guys that have been through it or currently going through it. Like we saw Weaver out working with Bud on the beach. You mm-hmm. know, you, you see Farley with Bobby Trees, you know, they're taking reps to practice, but then they may break out and do some one-on-one stuff that they, that the coaches hold them out of a certain thing. They're still able to work together, and they you got a DB and a receiver, so they can do probably a lot more than than other people in that situation. So it's uh, it's it's working like a well-oiled machine over there right now. I gotta, I'm I'm very impressed with the franchise and the improvements, you know, all the way around. Shot to Amy. Amy, what's her name? <laughs> what's, the, what's the owner's Amy, name? Amy Adams. Miss Amy, Amy Adams. Trunk. Big, big up to you. You've done a great job. <laughs> yeah, she's she's done a great job putting J. Rob and Vrabel. You know, it was one of those when it was hired. When both was hired, it was like, oh, well, we about to be like New England. So, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, as long as we're winning, I'm fine with it. But I love. I love this development of the players. You know, we 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 may not keep them all, but just to see how people like Dez looks a lot better this year. Racy is that's is, a that's a great example. Racy Racy, Racy is catching TDs. Um, he looks a lot better this year. You know, that year of being there, being around the players, and learning has helped help guys. It's helped mm-hmm. a lot, you know. Just look at our offensive line. You know, Nate Davis is in his fourth year, but if Brewer and Dylan end up starting, that's two guys that are three years, two years, you know. So that that's gonna be that could be a young offensive line. You got only two real veterans. You know, and Lawan and and Ben Jones on the offensive line. But if those guys are out there proving that they can win those spots, hey, that that hey, don't don't be playing nobody old just because they old. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no doubt. We don't even yeah. talk. I I never mentioned Merchantson. He's still on the squad. Yeah, yeah right, right. I heard right. one. Right now, because it's it's um, <laughs> crowded. It's crowded on it. It's crowded yeah. right now. And I heard somebody comment that he may not have showed up in camp in the best shape. Oh, that's that's not a good. That's not a good. Which is crazy. Not good. <laughs> yeah, not good. You, you I gotta, can't remember who said that, but it was on one of the local stations. As a young guy, you got to see that. I battled with guys last year. So they're going to try to come back in shape. And I see these same guys that uh, that they we, we just drafted or picked up undrafted that are coming in hungry. So, you know, it's a business. It's a business. And he yeah, if he came in uh, out of shape, he made a bad business decision. Want to catch more Phonies action? Follow 4Phonies on IG at 4Phonies and get at odds with 40 for updated wagers on all sports. From three-game parlays to what's happening on the money line. Tori, a.k.a. Tap 40s, got you covered. All gambling wages are for entertainment purposes only. And we're back with 4Phonies. I'm looking forward to this, I guess, this preseason game so we can see some of those kind of guys just like like him. Right. Yeah. 
get get some action. I'm I'm interested to see who stands out and kind of how they look at how they evaluate. You know who's going to come up because I, I would think a lot of guys not play. We don't need the end. They had enough injuries. Like who's going to play? <laughs> Everybody. I know Derrick Henry that says not playing, but I mean most of the guys playing. It's probably uh, it's probably going to be. I don't want none of them to play. It may be, it may be just like <laughs> one series with some yeah. of them. One series, um, kind of see what the series look like. If it's a hot garbage series, they may get a second series. Yeah. But you think about it, you're you're not like you're not like college where you got a hundred some players on on the on the team. So yeah, you limited. You limit somebody's got to play. What Somebody. what is it? Ninety probably that first game, and then it dwindled down basically yeah. about each week after that. Thank you. Yeah. So, so somebody's got to play. It's gonna be quick because it's only three games. Right. Yeah. Right. You haven't heard anything about uh, my guy. I picked a guy early on that was my favorite undrafted free agent to make it out and now I'm, I'm I, I probably have a different opinion about that now just because of the depth and how these receivers are playing but Roberson I heard Roberson's doing good um Roberson the I'm hearing the best way that he, he's gonna make the team is as a kick returner I heard he wasn't getting any reps of kick returning I mean I saw, I saw I saw source was trash. I saw I saw <laughs> that he was getting I saw him getting reps at uh uh no I didn't see kick return. I saw him getting reps at punt return. I did see him getting that that he was on the list of people getting reps at punt return. And I was surprised that they even had like, you know, we talked about Burks being back there. They had Racy, Racy back here catching punts one day. <laughs> yeah, Hands yeah. Team. I think that's Hands Kyle team. Phillips. Cal Phillips job to lose, huh? You think? I, I think so. I agree. I agree, Rick. I think I yeah. think it is his to lose. Better be some competition at that. You think about it, some of these guys, and that's their only chance to stay on the team is to do something there. It ought to be a fierce competition to return them punts. You safe if you can return a punt, and that's who you that's who you I mean, if you're the punt returner. You kind of carve yeah. that out. If they look at, at Mariani and how long he stuck around just doing that, right? I don't. I don't want a big old dude like Burks or, or McMath back here. I don't. Turn. I don't either. <laughs> I don't want that wiggle does. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But you know, some big bodies, boy. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a little bit difficult this year. It's gonna be different, especially if we're gonna carry three quarterbacks. So we're going to need somebody that's going to catch punts and kickoffs and that's going to actually be able to go into the game at receiver as well. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, that that makes a big dis, big decision maker right there. If you can do kickoffs and maybe even run down on some punts or something like that, you know, that's that kind of gives Racy a little, little edge over some of the ones at the back end just because he was the gunner last year on punt mm-hmm. on punts. Was he did he make the roster? Gracie. Was he last active? year? He yeah. was he was yeah, the he punt. was active. He was active. He was the gunner on punts. That's what uh, I'm saying. He was the gotcha. gunner on punts. He may run past he may run he running so fast he may run past 
the guy catching the punt, but he was he was down there flying. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's gonna be. I love I love this that our Titans, man. You know, I say I say six years ago we wouldn't be thinking about having a podcast because we were thinking, man, it, what. Our season, where are we gonna pick? We were thinking, where right. are we gonna pick at? <laughs> By week three or four, we no. talking, we talking about who we draft. <laughs> man, what it is, it has changed, man. We saw some lean years, man, just to have these winning years and the last couple to be double digit winning years. So it's 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 tighten up, baby. It's tight. We, we can't get arrogant and cocky. Let's keep flying under the radar. We still not uh, getting no respect on NFL right. Live, ESP. Right. They in Jacksonville. They in Jacksonville? No they pubbing the Colts? Cold. Continue to do that. We'll yeah. fly under the radar. That's what, that's what we like. That's what we like. And I'm used to think about the culture. I'm, I'm used to our guys having at least two or three arrests, you know. <laughs> Channel Five, <laughs> Black Man coming out, Second <laughs> Avenue, spitting no on people, flipping. Man, man, <laughs> man, you went all the way back to Pac Man. I was like, who been the only person? Only the only person I'm thinking recent arrest was your boy, Big Panda. So, Panda, man. Panda, 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 donut on them, boy. Donut oh, on man, them, man. I thought we might start season two off without Big Panda. Oh, oh, man. Panda yeah, At least I didn't do it. At least it wasn't me. Hey, number man. one phone, they brought up the Panda. Man, I we still, we man, still I see recovered the, I see the, from the draft from Isaiah Wilson. So. I'm going to write Isaiah <laughs> see if we can get his music <laughs> see, on the show. Hey, I see the Panda every day at work, man. When I go into the office as a dude, he about six four, about 320, got Got dreads that are red. I think, man, that is the panda one. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, fellas, we go get out of here, y'all. Make sure you to check us out at Four Phonies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and our YouTube page. And we are gonna be Four Phonies out. Ow, 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 ow. Podcast, executive produced by Four Phonies, sound design and engineering, WaveSync Media, music by Motion Array, Four Phonies Talking Titans.